but uh, I really love, oh no, I really love Ward and Nicole. <laughs> no, but Ward and Nicole are the kind of people when you go away on a conference or you're heading away somewhere, you're like, Deb and I always like, okay, what are we going to do in our time off? Let's call Ward and Nicole. Uh, because they're always the most fun, they're, all, they're always got a bunch of people around them and uh, we love hanging out with them and, um, and I love Ward's laugh. Who loves Ward's laugh? It's like, it's like a kind of a mix between a foghorn and a, uh, yeah, always, um, it's always nice having someone laugh loudly at your jokes, isn't it? It's always nice. I guess that's what, it's, what it is. But you're a good bloke too, Ward. <laughs> so, so thanks for having me. Um, I brought my son here this morning. He's uh, Jesse. This is Jesse. He's 11 years old. Um, he's my favourite son. Um, I've got, it's alright, I've got two daughters and he's my only son and um, I can call him my favourite son. I just can't say to any of my daughters they're my favourite daughter because that would get, um, unless the other one's not in the room. Right. Anyway, you're my favourite son, Jesse. <laughs> uh, well, I've just returned from holidays literally yesterday afternoon. Um, and so uh, hopefully my brain's caught up. You know when you go on holidays, I've been on holidays for two weeks and my brain starts to slow down. It takes about a week to slow down and not think about anything um, in relation to work. Um, but I've learned also a really nifty trick and it's turning off emails and turning off notifications on. It's really amazing. Um, it, uh, but quite hard to do. You know, we all think we're... In, that really important, we need to be contacted all the time, but it's actually not true. <laughs> I found out that there are other people that can answer the questions or the questions can wait for two weeks. So we went on, uh, took my family to Budgie Woy for a week. The Woy, the Woy or Budge as I like to call it. Um, and then we went to Foster for a week and um, always make sure that when we go on holidays, we go to church wherever we're at. So we went to uh, Hope UC, Charmhaven, uh, which is Mark and Darlene Czech's church. Um, it's always nice going away and coming to church and not feeling like if something goes wrong, it's on you. So um, it's quite nice watching things go wrong and go, someone's going to have to go and sort that out. No, not really. But we love, I love going to church. And we went to, when we were in Foster, we went to C3 Great Lakes. But what I found is that uh, God is everywhere, um, and uh, all you need to do is go and find him. Um, and, you know, it says in the Bible, if you seek after him with all your heart, that you will find him. I think some, sometimes we can get into that mentality that uh, uh, God will contact me. So it's like we wait for the phone call, you know, like, come on, God, where, where are you? But actually... Uh, the scripture, the, the Bible is um, full of script, scriptures about seeking him with all of your heart and you'll find him. And that's what I want to talk about this morning um, because I found God when I was a young tacker, um, when I was about 13. So I'm going to talk about how I found God, how I found him again and how I continue to find him every day um, because I believe that your life in Christ, in him, is a series of decisions or a series of chasing. Yeah. You have to chase after God. Yeah. And uh, what I've found is that God's always there waiting for me. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 
It's really, you know, uh, do you know how I know that? It's because when I go and find him, he's there. And so that means if I didn't go and find him, he was there, still waiting. So that means I I know that I can chase after him. And I've, uh, what I've come to learn is that uh, I'd love finding God. There is nothing better that you can do in this world than find God. And so, but I'm not going to talk about it in an ethereal sense. I'm going to talk about it, uh, I'm going to tell you how I find God every day. And I'm going to, um, hopefully, because, I, uh, you know, there'll be people here, it's a new year, right? And we've, some of us have made resolutions and probably most of them are broken already. Um, <laughs> Not that's not really true. I hope hopefully you've made some good resolutions. They're going, but if you could make one resolution this year, I'm going to encourage you that you'll find God. Um, the one resolution to to go after, the one thing that I would encourage you more than anything, is to go after God this year. And the reason is, is because the problem is never the problem. When we've got problems in our lives, it's never the problem that we're dealing with. It's our connection with Christ. It's our connection with God. And I find when I connect with Him again, everything that's going on around me gets put into perspective and ceases to worry me. Um, And I'm faced with stuff every day like all of us are. You know, I, uh, I look at the Christian world nowadays and there are some people who are in danger of Um, you know, asking God or fitting God into their circumstances and saying, God, this is what I want you to do for me. This is where I want you to take me. I want to be successful at this. I want to do that. But I find if you go after him and if you go after his heart, that you don't need to worry about any of that stuff because God sorts it all out. We seek him first and he looks after everything for us. And um, it's been a revelation for me. So um, hopefully it will become a revelation for you as well. Um, So let's just pray quickly before I uh, go in. Lord, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you, God, Jesus, that my experience, Jesus, with you, Jesus, will come across in my words or your words. And I thank you that people will find God here today or resolve to find you in a new way in 2016. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I've got a photo of me when I was 13 that might pop up here. Um, and uh, I was, I had a lot more hair back then. You, I, there's, it's in there, it's all right, no, don't worry about it. Oh, there it is. That's me, it looks like Jesse. That's what I said, and Jesse said, no, it doesn't. Um, so that was me when I was 13. Um, such, look at all that beautiful hair. I know, I don't know what happened, um, but I used to skate, just like Jesse does now, I was, actually, I was totally into skating, um, and, but I remember when I was 13, I started to ask questions about, uh, about I, I, just to give you some background, I grew up in a Christian family, my parents were pastors at C3 Church, um, and so I grew up in a great Christian home. There's not much I could, you know, complain about. My parents were really, really good to me. They spent good time with me. Um, and they introduced me to, to God at a young age. Um, it's so important as parents that we encourage our kids to grow up with Christ. And the more you can connect your kids to God, 
when it comes time for them to choose, they've got a foundation there. So I, I, you know, I find that I have to fight for that um, as well, fight for my kids to have a foundation in Christ, and I'll do whatever it takes, because what I went through, when up until I was about 13, I believe my relationship with Christ was actually through my parents. I just believe that that's how it goes, is that you, you, you have, you, your, your parents take you to church, right? But then somewhere along the way, you've got to make a decision for yourself. Now, 13, I was maybe quite young, but I remember starting to ask questions like, God, are you real? Because I'm quite a practical person, and I started to think, well, maybe my parents have just taken me along to church and taught me about God, and suddenly, uh, you know, I believe he's real, but what if we're not the right religion? I remember asking that question, like, what if there's so many other religions... What if we got it wrong and someone else got it right? These are just some of the questions that go through the head of a 13-year-old boy, apparently. Um, but I used to start, I, I, you know, I actually um, started to search for him for myself because I wanted to know that he was real for me. Um, and I wanted to know that um, I, it wasn't someone telling me something, that I wanted to know that Christ was real. And so I started to search for him and seek for him. And this is the key when you're looking for God, is it's, it's on us to go and find him. And so when I was 13, I remember going to, um, it was another church, CLC, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, I went to, a, uh, they had this youth group in Chatswood, and we went to Chatswood Hall, and we had this lady called Helena Vizovich preaching. Some of you may remember her. She was an ex-Hell's Angel um, bikey, um, and she had come to know God. I remember she called every, she called, it was a youth service, and there were probably about 100 kids there, and she called people down the front, down the front, and because I wasn't at my church, I felt quite comfortable making this decision, so I put my hand up. They said, who wants to meet Christ, or who wants to know him for real? And I put my hand up, I walked down the front, and I remember I was standing there, just, it was just me and God. I just said, God, if you're real, I want to know that you're real. And uh, someone came and prayed for me, and straight away, I had this overwhelming sense that God was real. And I just remember there was, I'll never, ever forget that day, because the first time I experienced Christ for real, it was the first time, and I invited him into my heart, and I decided I wanted to be a Christian. Because, you know, you do, there are you have to make that decision for yourself, right? And so I made that decision. And ever since that day, I've been searching for him and finding him and going after him. And, uh, and that's what I want to encourage in, uh, you, you in today. And Jeremiah 29, verse 12 to 14 in the NLT says this, in those days when you pray, I will listen. Isn't that good? When you pray, God is listening. He will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. Couldn't be any clearer, could it? Says the Lord, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and, you will, and, and will bring you home again to your own land. How good is that? If you search for him with all your heart, if you go after him with everything that you've got, he is waiting. Yeah. For you. He is waiting to be found. 
And, you know, my journey since that day, since I was 13, which is quite a few years ago now, I only find that hard to believe, but um, uh, was a, a journey of searching for him and, and finding him. And, you know, just this year, I f- felt like I needed to find God again. Because although we go after him every day, I've had a, a last, the last half of last year was an extremely busy time for me uh, in a new role and doing new things. And I always know that I'm a long way or I'm somewhat disconnected from God because I start trying to figure things out for myself. I start trying to, you know, well, what's a good management technique to get through this situation? What are the seven ways to get through this? How do I, I'm a very practical person, but I find as soon as I'm in that zone, I find I'm trying to figure it out for myself, and I need to go and search for God, and that's what was happening, and literally for a good four or five months, I'm saying this as a pastor, so even pastors have to find God, even pastors have to fight for their relationship with God, and um, I found, I started to push in, and I found God again. And the biggest thing that I found this year was that when I find him, when I get into his presence, is that nothing else matters. So, you know, the thought that you've got to come to him with all your problems and you've got to read off a list when you're praying, I don't, I actually find if you find him, none of that matters. And he knows anyway. He knows what's going on in here. And, but when you connect with him, You get God's perspective. You get God's take on the situation. And as soon as I go there, I know that God is real and I know that my problems don't matter anymore. And that is enough for me when I connect with God. I know that when I'm in a place, you know, because if you're managing a lot of people, quite often your problems are people. Um, And so I find when I find God, I find God's perspective of that person. I find when I pray about that, this is a great technique. If you're having problems with someone in your family, if you're having problems with someone at work, relationally, you find them very tough, pray for them. Because as soon as you do, you get God's perspective on that person. You see how God, no, God loves that person as much as he loves you. And he loves that. And that can be quite an overwhelming thing. But I, I find that really helps me when I'm dealing with people, is knowing how much God... When you connect with God, He gives you His perspective. When you connect with Him, He will, he will fix those things for you, everything into perspective. And like I said before, I know that when I search for Him, I will find Him all the time. I know that He is waiting. He is long... You know, we are made for connection with Christ. We are made to connect with Him. And uh, there's a longing in each and every one of us to connect with him every day, to find him every day. And I would encourage you to go after him with everything that you have. He is waiting there for you. If you, you know, this is, this is a thought that I had is that if you fail at everything in life, if circumstantially you don't make it, if there's some things that aren't relationally, there's not great things, but you find Christ, then you don't need to worry about anything. You've, you've won at life if you find him. I find that everything stems out of your relationship with Christ. Everything that you have, your, you know, what, what goes on in your world, if you find him, you find life and you find contentment. Um, you know, I think the, uh, the idea of living your best life 
and having things very, you know, our circumstances are, you know, really good. Like, you know, I don't believe that's what Christ has called us to live. It's not our end aim. Our end aim is to be in Him. Our end aim is to have relationship with Him. All of those things get looked after anyway. But because we're humans, we go after God sometimes and we go, God, fix this situation. God, fix that situation. God, I want to be, I want to have more money. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's not what God's best life is for you. God's best life is having relationship with Him, is living in Him and living according to what He wants in your world. I'm going to read Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14 again, but out of the message. I love the message. It always gives you a fresh... Uh, fresh take on something. It says this, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. How good's that? You won't be disappointed when you go after him. So what does finding him look like? I'll tell you what finding him looks like for me. Because sometimes I need to do new things. I need to shift things up. I'm going to encourage you if you're finding, you know, if you're finding finding God hard or you, you know, it's uh, it's not constant. Look for a new method. Okay. So I found a new method this year. I've, I'm not great at when I wake up in the morning. My only, you know, I, I tried getting up and praying, and it just doesn't work. My only prayer is, Oh God, no. <laughs> Oh, God, it's too early. So I found I had to shift things up a little bit. So I um, started going to the gym, as you can tell. I've been going for quite a few years. Um, I know you're saying get a refund, but um, I find, okay, I get up, I go to the gym, I activate, I get awake, I go and buy a coffee, and I drive down to the beach, Mona Vale Beach, and I sit overlooking Mona Vale Beach, and... um, if the surf's not really good, no, I'm just kidding. I, um, I will sit there and I will um, put on worship. And I'll, uh, as soon as I put on worship, I feel like just I'll start speaking in tongues. Start, and I find I start connecting with God. I find that I start praying to God. I, I connect with Him. I start praying. But I'm not praying with a list of things. I, I do pray about circumstances and I do pray for people and about people, but I find what happens is when I connect with him in worship or when I'm reading something, I read a U version, I always read by topical things on U version. That's what I love to do. I found that for me, this might not be for you, but reading the Bible in a year doesn't work because I get behind two weeks and I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Um, and so I find that. Uh, if I go the topical index and I look up certain things that help me, I find God in that place. And I can guarantee you, if you go after him like, like that, if you go after him, I do that four times a week, okay? So I'm not doing it every morning, I do it four times a week. I go to the prayer meeting once a week. I go to four services on the weekend, partly because that's my job. But I tell you what, I love coming into the house of God what a privilege to serve in his house yeah. and connect with him. I connected with God this morning yeah. in worship. God was in this place. Yeah. I connected with him when I got up and prayed and put on worship this morning. I connected with him in the prayer meeting. I, in my connect group that I run, it's fellowship. 
but we're connecting with God. Every, you, everything that you do, you've just got to create those opportunities to connect with God. That's how practical it is. And God is waiting there to connect with you. Go after him with everything that you have. And I find that as soon as I connect with him, all my anxieties disappear. I, 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 the anxieties that I have, the stress that I have is replaced with peace and joy yeah. all the time. That's and that's, that's all I'm looking for yeah. is his peace and his joy. Right. I find that he is enough. Yeah. Why is God enough? Because when you connect with him, you don't just get God. You get Jesus and you get the Holy Spirit. And when you look at who, the, who, who they are as one and as separate entities, you don't need anything else. There is nothing else. And when I connect with God, number one, when I find God, I find the Father. Yeah. I find the Creator. I find the Alpha and the Omega. I find the beginning and the end. I find the authority. When I find God, I find His perspective on things. And when he's my father, he's, my, he's the one I connect with. He's the, there's a certain aspect of God. When I connect with God, I know that it, he's got everything in his hands. And that takes all anxiety and stress and replaces it with peace and joy. But not only do I find God, I find Jesus. How good's Jesus? <laughs> and when I find Jesus, I find the healer. I find the redeemer. I find the restorer. I find the one that came and died for us. He is God. He forgave everything. He is the door. He is the access to God. You get to God through Jesus. He went through, this is what I love about Jesus. He went through all our emotions. He experienced everything that we experienced. And do you know what I love about that? Who hates when people come to you and try and give you advice and they haven't been through something that you've been through, right? Jesus came so that we could have relationship with somebody who's felt everything that we've felt, yeah. who's been through everything we've felt. Who hates those people? They might have done thing, something once and they want to tell you about how to do it. You know, you're like, but the, God, Jesus lived the life. Yeah. He came down. He felt sadness. He felt joy. He felt grief. He felt everything. And I know that when I go to him with what I have, he understands yeah. He gets me. There's no greater revelation that you can get. 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 out of the NLT, I kind of switch up my versions because whatever fits my preaching better, I like to get there. I choose that. So the NLT, this was a really good one. The other versions didn't, didn't cut it. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? One mediator that can reconcile God and humanity. John 3.16, you may have heard this one, NLT. It says this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. He is the way. So awesome. But there's more, because you also get the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is a distinctive of C3, but also a distinctive of... Um, my relationship with God and your relationship with God, I'm sure. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that intercedes on our behalf. He takes our prayers. He takes everything to God. He is the peace. Who needs more peace in their world? 
If you don't now, just wait till February. You'll need some more peace in your world. The joy. He is the joy. He is the laughter. He is the tears. He is the calm in the storm. He is the calm in your storm. Anything that you're going through. He's the buzz. I like, who gets a buzz when they get in the Holy Spirit? I love that buzz. I think I'm addicted to it. I'm allowed to be addicted to that. It's healthy. Um, He's the leader. He leads me. He is the guide. He guides me. He, He whispers to me when I'm looking to him. He is God also. He is the one who was left for us the day that Jesus went to be with the Father in heaven. Isn't it? It's so awesome. God's got everything covered, hasn't he? There's not one thing that is lacking from this list of things, who God is, who Jesus is, and who the Holy Spirit is. Um, Billy Graham did it, uh, said it like this. I think I gave this to you guys as well. It's all good if you don't have it. But it's this. It's not one plus one plus one equals three. It's one times one times one equals one. And this is, the, this is probably the best description of the, Holy, uh, the, the, the Trinity. I'm not going to go into the Trinity because I've got three minutes left and I don't have enough time to explain the Trinity. But I love that this is the way that Billy Graham described this. One times one times one equals one. And that's all we need. He is all we need. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 11, out of the NLT, says this. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. This is, this is you this morning. This is for you this morning. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. That's for you. If you go after him hard enough, if you go after him with all of your heart, If you go after him, laying everything down, he will be found by you. Acts 17, verse 27, out of the ESV, says this, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. He's just waiting for you. Proverbs 8, verse 17, out of the ESV, says this, I love those who love me, And those who seek me diligently find me. It's all throughout the Bible, searching for him, finding him. If I could encourage you to do one thing this year, it's to find him again. Find him for the first time. Or I would encourage you to for you to fight to find him every day. I cannot go a day without finding God. I know when I've gone a day without finding God. I feel it. I just know, I feel this kind of disconnection. We were made to be in relationship with God. Everything that we do, everything that we go after is about a relationship with Him. And I would encourage you this year that if you feel like you need to find Him for the first time, if you feel like you need to find Him again, because sometimes we lose Him in the busyness, sometimes we lose Him in the stress, sometimes... We start to try and work things out ourselves. But if there's one thing, if you're not in those two categories, if there's one thing I would love you to do this morning is to make a decision to go after him on a daily basis. It's to search for him on a daily basis. And it may mean switching some things up this year. 
It may mean changing the way you do things. It may mean getting up and getting activated or, you know, putting some structure in your world so that you can connect with him. But can I just encourage you this morning, as we all, can I just get you to all shut your eyes here this morning? I'm going to pray for you. But I want, if there's anyone here right now and you don't know God, maybe you, maybe you thought you knew God, but as you listen to what I've described this morning about a relationship with God, you, you think, I haven't experienced that. I never have experienced that. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray while nobody's looking. If you've never met God, I just want you to raise your hand. You'd like to meet him this morning. We're going to pray for you this morning. Or if you feel like you would like to find him again, you feel like he's been distant for, he's been distant for a while, why don't you raise your hand right now as well? Thanks. We're going to pray for you. Fantastic. And the last category of person right now is... I want, I want everyone who is making a commitment this morning that they are going to find God. They're going to fight to find God regularly in 2016. You're going to have a new relationship with God in 2016. He is there waiting for you. If you're, if you're here this morning, you want to make that commitment, why don't you just raise your hand here right now? Fantastic. Jesus sees those hands. God sees those hands. He sees every heart that is in this place this morning. Now it's your job when you leave this place to connect with him, to go after him, to search him out with all your heart. Just for that person who raised their hand to find him again. Why don't we all say this prayer after me? I'm going to get you to say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I come to you now. Forgive me of all my sins. I leave my old life behind and I embrace my new life in you now. Thank you for dying for me. Amen. Amen. Let me just pray for you now. If you raised your hand as a new commitment to search for him, Thank you, Jesus, right now. We just thank you for every person in this place. Lord, we thank you for, you saw every hand, you saw every heart that raised their hand this morning. I thank you right now, God, that as they diligently seek you, Lord, that they find you afresh in 2016. I speak a new relationship into every heart, into every life here this morning, a new relationship in you. Lord, touch every person as they go after you and seek you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Let's give Reuben a big hand. That was tremendous. Great advice. Very practical and uh, very important. And uh, encourage all those that have that desire. You know what? I want to grow in my relationship with God. I want to draw closer. I want 2016 to be the year of just experiencing a greater level of God, then I encourage you to uh, put some things in place that will help you do that. That was fantastic. Hey, why don't we all stand up? It's 11.30. Great to see you this morning. Um,
If you want, if you just feel like that message, you feel like you want to pray some more, then we're just going to leave this. Andy will just keep playing for a bit longer. We're going to leave the altar call open. If you want prayer about something, then uh, you're welcome to come up here and uh, one of the leaders will pray for you. Otherwise, hopefully you can hang around, stay in the cough, uh, stay in the cafe, say hello to somebody, hang around, grab a coffee, meet some awesome people. If you're new, love to meet you out in the, in the cafe. Have a tremendous week. Those that have got Monday off, enjoy the rest of your long weekend. Everyone else, enjoy Tuesday. Have an awesome week. And we'll see you next Sunday, 10 a.m. God bless you.